This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. back to the alter tapes it's a weekly podcast where we watch an alter short and then a rotating series of co-hosts will do a deep dive in them so i'm joe lipset and i'm joined by the one and only zero gravity hi zero Ooh, it's time for the alter tapes baby Oh boy, we've got a bit of a dandy one here. Uh, I sent you a short list of four and you selected Carrie's Doing Great by, I'm going to try to pronounce these names correctly, <laughs> by Alex Salkasovic and Bryce Crahenbool. And I apologize, I probably absolutely butchered those. But um, here's the quick logline. An aspiring video game artist uncovers a conspiracy that the local neighborhood watch are kidnapping the town's creatives and turning them into mindless civil servants. So zero first impressions. What did you think of this one? First impression? Well, off the title alone, I picked this one off of the short list that you gave me that you were interested in because you and Trace had me on one of your horror queers talks. Um, I think it was about a year ago, maybe more now, mm -hmm. um, but it was about social media, like influencer horror. Right, um, yeah. And we got into this really good discussion about deciding to take unconventional paths in terms of your career, mm -hmm. which the, the two of us know definitely a lot about. So this just seemed <laughs> yep. like it could be an extension of that conversation and maybe add something new to it. Right. Because um, we do know the ins and outs of it, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to put that. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I'm, I'm no stranger to video games either, baby. And I know how that reflects real life. So I'm interested. I'm mm -hmm. interested in uh, where the horror is going to come into play. And I think I was I was pretty uh, satisfied by the end of the 16 minutes. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird length. I mean, Alter can go hot and cold depending on the runtime, I find. Like, sometimes you can pack a lot into four minutes, and sometimes a 20-minute one feels like, ooh, you know, I still wanted more. This one, at about 16 and a half, I, I did want more, but only because it felt like we were just really starting to scratch the surface, even though the story itself is not unfamiliar. Like, this is basically Stepford Wives period piece, only with creative video gamers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i i liked it like the period piece was probably the most surprising aspect to me because you know she's basically making supermarket sweep which i thought was kind of hilarious yes that was and it definitely ties a little bit into the end i was not expecting a period piece mm -hmm. when i clicked on that one and just a little background information i guess i work in a video game lounge that's my nine right. to five um, in, in the real world. So my, my real world job is not actually a real world, but I get to see firsthand uh, how, you know, exponential the video game industry is growing, especially right now. Mm -hmm. And so quickly. So I imagine that right now, a lot of people are going into video game careers and I, I could understand from the inside how maybe other generations wouldn't be able to understand 
how big this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge thing right now, especially with, you know, the, the rise of TikTok is also adding to the whole digital. Like a revolution. Yeah, digital revolution, this new boom and where jobs can be coming from. And I thought that, you know, that's kind of a sweet spot because there's a, there's a lot of um, cultural disconnect that's happening quicker and quicker in between generations. So I thought that was going to be a sweet spot. So I was not expecting to go back and to hear, um, you know, the taps of a mechanical keyboard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but very surprised by that. But I guess, you know, with the theme that we're looking at here, I guess that could really happen in any generation. You know, I know uh, my dad is in music and I'm sure his parents have told him to get a job in, you know, accounting, that this is something that's totally far out. So I think it could take place in any time period. But I was, yeah, for video games, I was like, hmm, I was expecting something more present day, but hey, Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it. No, it, it gives the short a certain flavor, but you're right. It does have that timelessness to it as well. Like you're not insignificantly younger than me but i definitely grew up in the period where yeah if you're playing games on a computer you are sticking in that floppy drive and you are executing Mm -hmm. a bunch of keystrokes to make the moves and that kind of stuff like not a lot of joysticks not a lot of super complicated games but the struggle between our main character carrie who's played by lauren kupowitz and her parents is also timeless, right? This idea, well, why don't you go into something safe, something reliable, something conservative with a guarantee to it? But, you know, Carrie's got to follow her flavor. She's got a calling and she wants to investigate that. I think the most disappointing thing to me about the way her parents react to her gaming is like, the game is done. Give her the $10 for the part so that she can be done with it and then let her have her shot. If it doesn't work, then she can go and work at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the doubt, the doubt of it all. Yep. And that's like, you know, a real life horror. That kind mm-hmm. of theme is a big one for me. And that shit is scary. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I, um, oh, sure. You know, there's always, I, I feel like my generation specifically, you know, when I was going through school and, you know, your grade school teacher asks you, okay, well, what do you want to be, do you when, you be grow when you grow up? up? <laughs> Like 70% of my class was like, I want to be a video game tester. Really? That is shocking because I'm like doctor lawyer territory. Like I was really absolutely like safe, boring, but super duper reliable. Okay. I'm pretty sure like probably Joe Rogan on Fear Factor or something. Like one person said video game tester was a real job. And then my entire generation just like went (laughs) after it. Um, And then that's when, you know, you say, oh, I want to be a video game tester. And, you know, your teacher's not even giving you the time of the day. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, little Joe. Like, sure. You can can do whatever you want. So I'm kind of thinking that's that's the, the vibe I got that... You know, and I, I totally believe that, especially in a in a time period where this takes place, mm-hmm. there's no way that these parents can actually understand how hard making a video game is. Like right. we see in the exposition of the short, like Carrie's, she's sitting down at the computer, which seems like for hours because she definitely mm-hmm. looks like old oh, girl is tired, but she's coding. Yeah, and that's that is that's not no joke that that's a, a separate language mm-hmm. you know for her parents downstairs to dismiss all that work so quickly right um just tells me that there's no way that even if she 
tried her best, I'm sure, to sit her parents down and and tell them that, hey, man, this is a lot of math. This mm-hmm. is a lot of critical thinking. This is a lot of science. Computer it's skills. Just, the wave of the yeah. future. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's just, oh, carrying her little game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's kind of scary in itself, trying to go off the off the traditional path and then try to convince your parents that this is worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how many people have that kind of trauma? How many creative people oh. have that shared trauma of how am I gonna tell my parents that I'm dropping out of a law school mm-hmm. and I would like to be a painter? You know what I mean? Right. That shit is is real. Well, I'm curious, like, what what has your experience been when you tell people what you do? Have you have you gotten this kind of pushback? Or do you get the sort of fast out like, mm, that's interesting. How does that work? <laughs> At this point, I get a lot of the latter. Okay. Um, and it comes with that face, you know, mm-hmm. that face when somebody's they want to feel like they're happy for you, but they really just don't understand like the scrunched right. face. There's like a specific meme I'm thinking about and it's um, um, Shorty from from Game of Thrones. I forget what her name is, but she's, <laughs> it's like the, the good for you, you know, right. like as long as you're happy, this the scrunched face kind of look. Usually that's the kind of reaction that I get. And to be completely transparent, I try my best to stay away from the word influencer, even though that's oh, yeah. the... the the basic term that I could use, um, even though I know I, I'm a lot more, more than, that. than just an, an influencer, mm-hmm. not to play play down what that is. We've already had that conversation, Joe. Yes. But I do remember, and I actually did write about it not too long ago, but I have a very specific memory in my mind. I was very young and maybe early high school and a new game console had just came out. They had just done a redo of the Nintendo DS. And mm, so it was this mm-hmm. new, you know, it had a bigger screen, better graphics, better hardware, da 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 And my mom asked me, she said, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? And I said, I want this game console. Right. You, know, you only have to buy me the console. It's only, you know, $200. Just buy me the console. I'm going to get the games for myself. That's the only thing I want for Christmas. Okay. And my mom looked at me and she said, you know, you're going to be an upperclassman soon and adults don't play video games. Oh, come on. (laughs) And that kind of broke my heart. Sure. I wasn't going to sit there and argue with my mom. Mm-hmm. And also my mom is a, a very self-made woman. And, you know, if she can do it, then anybody can. Right. A really uh, traditional American dream kind of thing. So, you know, I'm not going to sit there and argue with her. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm I, happy to to say that I did prove it to her. I mean, granted, I had to show it with, with my actions in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until, you know, the... I started getting my paychecks that she actually started to believe me. Right. Um, the money talks. Showed the money talks, <laughs> the physical evidence, because, you know, especially in in niche communities like video games or like, or like horror, independent mm-hmm. cinema, it's hard to know how vast the community is until you're actually in it. So, yeah, like, how would your parents know? There's no way that they could just mm-hmm. understand that, you know... Oh, when I have a meeting with this person who is the head of this company, that actually means a lot. You probably have no idea what that means. Exactly. I promise you, mom and dad. It's a big deal. (laughs) It's a big deal. And if you're on the inside, if if you only knew. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's just, you know, bright colors and 
things that don't really matter at the grand scheme of things. But I definitely did get my point across. And, you know, I think more and more parents every day are starting to realize that this is an industry that's slowly taking over Mm -hmm. um, in regards to video games in general. And and video games are used for so much more than just entertainment, Mm -hmm. like learning and skills and rehabilitation and weird ways of therapy, you know, but... Hopefully, by the time we're geriatrics, <laughs> our generation of children won't be having to prove themselves to parents. Because I'm sure by that point, we'll see firsthand how quickly industries can change. And oh just because it's a little DDD project 20 years ago doesn't mean that, you know, where's where's the uh, the uh, creator of like Tetris? Like if only that guy knew mm-hmm. when he was creating or, or Pong, you know, if only they knew what what opportunities they were opening up for entire industries but hey carrie's parents want her to get a job at the supermarket down the street by all means but Mm -hmm. that's killing that creative spark and that (laughs) is a true horror story i almost wonder if that's why the filmmakers ended up making this more of a period piece because we know the genesis of video games but also we know where the evolution will take them like you know you and i work most often with movies and that kind of media. But the reality is that if you're looking at what makes money, gaming is where it at. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Sure it's so much money. Big, big, big money. To the point where we see a lot of movies that get made out of video games because they're so popular and they're trying to tap into that. So I think it's a savvy kind of commentary because, yeah, we've seen the parents who don't support their child because the child wants to make different decisions than they would do. That's a tale as old as time. But I like grounding it in a creative industry I feel like we don't often see women gamers represented in popular media. Like it's still a bit of a, ooh, that's innovative. That's different. Mm -hmm. So I liked that that's the direction we go as opposed to making her a painter or a writer Mm -hmm. or something that is quote unquote more traditionally creative for women. Right. I'm with it. I think it's smart. Mm -hmm. I think it's smart. It, It makes sense for the time, but also you could still stick the story anywhere and it could make sense. Mm -hmm. It makes sense where it is now. It could make sense in the future, probably for something else that we don't understand. But Mm -hmm. yeah, shout out to, uh, to women who code. That's really tight. You know, I really wish that, um, I, I keep seeing these ads everywhere for like summer camps for grade school kids. Oh, yeah. You can mm-hmm. send them to like coding camps to learn how to code and stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my generation got a little taste of it. Like I didn't know I was coding when I was using Tumblr and adding all of my <laughs> like, you know, my music player and in MySpace too, like my funky mouse cursor that right. looks like a pistol for some reason. But, you know, <laughs> if I could have harnessed that creative side of me with with code in that in that language you know i could be making video games i can be making some crazy stuff right now but right. I, I i do feel a little jealous um like man i was too busy playing outside in dirt in the summers i could have been going to coding camp <laughs> my parents didn't know they had no idea just very different paths right mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, well, let's pivot and talk a little bit about some of these performances, because as I said, I don't think the narrative is particularly revolutionary. Like I mentioned, it's basically Stepford Wives, everyone in the town who is remotely creative gets taken over. But I think the short has some really fun visuals. Like I was not expecting this to get into weird, you know, ram culty territory. Yeah. 
And then yeah. there's also this guy who is credited literally zero as Creepy Man, who is played by Jerry Massey. He's the guy who I presume is just constantly telling Carrie, hey, Carrie, we've got a great job for you. You're going to do so well. You're going to fit in here. But like he's sticking his head out of the late night ice cream machine or all these other things. I love this character. So weird. So discomforting. That was such a good cast. Like, you didn't even have to explain. Like, creepy mm-hmm. man. Oh, period. I know exactly who that is. I know who, who you're is. talking about. <laughs> and he's even giving, like, kind of an Uncle Sam mm. presence. Like, yes. hey, corporate America wants you. Mm. You're going to do great. This this job is going to be amazing for you. I know we're going to have a fit where you can make a difference. You know, yeah. it's like. I'm looking at those those propaganda posters like we want you to put mm-hmm. your life on the line in war. Ooh, I love that you mentioned that because one of the things I really liked about the short is the attention to detail. So there's a point where Carrie has to call her friend Jake, uh, played by Antoine Jelk. He's the other guy making the game with her, and he ends up, you know, succumbing to the cult first. But when she calls him from a payphone, there's actually an ad for the job recruitment site above her. And I just thought, you didn't have to be that good at making sure that it is like those propaganda posters. They're just everywhere. They're omnipresent in this town and i really like that detail yeah and also just gives a little bit of an overarching it's menace right yeah it's it's intentional it's malicious Mm -hmm. it's the thing that you can't it's like the omnipresent you know (laughs) entity (laughs) that's you know it's gonna get you one way or another Right. If you realize it or not, it's kind of everywhere. How could that be the bad guy? How how could my job? I go to job mm. to make money. Exactly. I have no idea how this could be my uh, my creative downfall. But there it is. I did notice that too. Well, first thing I noticed was, damn, I haven't seen a payphone in a while. I know. And then right. the second thing I noticed was, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. They got the ad right above. Mm-hmm. Was that a real thing? I'm because I'm very convinced. Maybe they're just like giving me a little bit of a Mandela effect, but I do remember ads on television for those types of companies um, oh, for sure. people struggling to keep jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't see those ads anymore. I mean, now we have stuff like Fiverr or whatever, but yeah. even Fiverr um, could be keeping the creative spirit alive. I don't know about these things. <laughs> I feel like it's the early precursor to something like a LinkedIn, only it's out mm-hmm. in the physical world, right? But yeah, I mean, I tried to use a job recruitment site as early as maybe like four or five years ago when I was coming back from Mm -hmm. Australia and I needed a job. I was like, okay, I'm going to put my resume out to a bunch of feelers to see if maybe I could get into some unconventional industries because I had a background just in post-secondary, like working for colleges. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, these skills are really transferable. I should be able to get something else. So I tried to go to one of those. And it's interesting because sometimes they're legitimately good and useful and other times they're totally just hacky, just sure, we can get you a job doing data entry for 15 hours a week for a two week stint, and they'll pay you $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I guess. But like, is that all I'm worth? And that was really the vibe that I was getting from this company. Because when you see the kind of dead eyed slack jawed people after they've been conditioned to accept their new roles, they're not doing meaningful work right like Mm -hmm. we see them and they're 
cutting hedges at night or they're taking out recycling. Like, sure, those are important jobs, but they're not better than what Carrie was doing. Like, she ends up working in a grocery store. Surely she has other skills. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That are not exactly being applied here. But, no. hmm, suspicious. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of, there's a movie that I watched a couple years ago, Vivarium. Yes. Have you seen Ooh, that one? I love Vivarium. So I started thinking about this one. Well, I started with the kind of cult aspect, and mm-hmm. then I th- kind of thought about the pipeline. Right. You know, like cool, unique couple just looking for the next step in life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through the system they go. And, and you know, step one would be the realtor's office. And then as soon as you step into the realtor's office, it's like the beginning of the transformation. Right. Um, and then by the end, it's just you're stuck in the system, which is here is your house. This is your allowance. For anyone who hasn't seen that movie, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but very similar themes of this is the machine. This is Mm -hmm. how the machine works. Either you get in or you're probably going to fail outside of the machine. Right. Um, And that's the sad truth. And that's going back to that real life horror that definitely makes me uncomfortable. It keeps Mm -hmm. me up at night. Oh boy. (laughs) Waiting for the the ground to fall out from underneath your feet, right? Can it last? Is it possible? But you know what? I actually really love the vivarium comparison because they're also both rooted in suburbia and i do think that as a culture we often equate moving to the suburbs and quote-unquote settling down getting into those you know ooh, mortgage payments got to get a car probably got a baby all those sorts mm-hmm. of things we often look at those as the death of creativity and i guess almost accepting a sad inevitability which is disappointed because i know a lot of people who live in the suburbs and they don't look at their lives that way but in media that's usually how we go mm-hmm. it seems like a safe a safe place and I, right. I just in general i like when horror takes place in the suburbs because mm-hmm. that's where everyone goes to settle down and have a sure. nice life just as you said you don't exactly expect for um, there to be a, a death of something, whether it be the horrors of a person or your creative career or, mm-hmm. you know, the grip that you thought that you had on life, what makes you happy. Um, these themes are a lot darker than this short actually was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the short is, I think the end of it is very melancholy like you you can anticipate that carrie's probably not going to make it out uh unscathed like she probably will get co-opted by the system because that's the sort of direction that the short is going in but for the most part i don't want to say it's a fun short because it is hard to watch her get her her dream crushed by pretty much everybody but it's more fun than we're probably making it sound yeah i definitely agree I mean, I thought just the uh, the composition of everything, the casting mm-hmm. was really good. The parents are just annoying enough yeah. to, to feel real, know, right? To feel real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but they have their, you know, suburban mom and dad type quirks that feel authentic. Oh, yeah. They're casted just enough to bug you. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, creepy guy. And then the pipeline of our character, Carrie, just kind of figuring out is, is that's the fun part. That's right. the fun part. And then the short ends and you actually think about it and it actually holds 
I think, a lot more weight than just the fun little concept that it started out as. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes this one pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't put it up there for rewatch value like I would some of the other Alter shorts. Right. But hey, we've been sitting here for like 25 minutes talking about it, so it's got some <laughs> substance there. Yeah, I think particularly for anybody who is either working in a creative industry or has ever wanted to and had their dreams gently or not so gently crushed, this is definitely going to resonate with you. And I mentioned earlier that this is about 16 and a half minutes, so it's probably coming in a bit longer than the average alter short. I'm curious, whenever I have these conversations with other co-hosts, I like to ask, do you feel like you would have liked this to be longer, shorter? Would you watch a feature-length version of this? I don't know if I could make it through a feature-length, and I'm not exactly sure how to answer this because... I had no problem with with my attention watching this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think I looked away even once. I didn't have you know that much time to, but I never felt you know the need to check the time, the wrong okay. time or anything. But when I did get to the end, I I think I wanted a little bit more mm-hmm. to see a little bit of the inside of this corporate America cult kind of neighborhoody thing that we have going on, right? I don't think it was essential to the story, you know, like we got everything that we needed to know. Yeah. Um, But maybe just a a rewiring of those 16 minutes. I think that was a pretty decent runtime, but maybe taking away a little bit of the exposure in the beginning and giving us a little bit more at the end. Mm. Because, yeah, also, like you said, it was a little... It was a little uh, melancholy at the end. It was just kind of, you know, like, this is the way the cookie crumbles, baby. This is the way it's going to go. Um, and then and then it just stopped. You know, I, I could have used a, a little bit more. Maybe even the, the nerdy geek in me is like, you know, give me a, a mic drop. Give me an Easter egg or something, hmm. you know, to, to keep a little bit of the fantasy alive for, <laughs> you know, show me what the inside of the cult house looks like. I bet it's all brown, you know, oh, just yeah, cedar, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt similar. Um, you're exactly right. It's not something that I needed to know in order to understand the short. I think what it's trying to accomplish, it's doing well. But I definitely left my viewing experience thinking, ooh, I've just got a lot of questions. Like, I want to know about these men in the ram suits. Like, why a ram? I probably could have done a deep dive about what it symbolizes, and I just haven't given it enough thought. But even... A shout out to makeup uh, special effects artist Leanna Crassus for doing the makeup work on this because I really liked the look of the black inky splotch thing that they get on their arm. But then I wasn't expecting them to stick something in that to do the video programming. And I was just like, oh, I've got questions. I want to know how this works. Like, how deep does the conspiracy run because we see her parents are in on it the job recruitment site is in on it but like are they doing this to everybody in this town how big is the town like Mm -hmm. is there a certain point where they would stop or is it just never like those are the kinds of places my mind started to spiral to which is again probably a good sign for a short but yeah like i could have taken another 10 minutes and just give me some details about how it all works yeah. And we did get that that conclusion when we watched Vivarium. I think we mm-hmm. got like a little a little 
glimpse of what the bigger picture is. Yeah. Not enough to like, you know, start a whole new story, but you no. know, give the fans something, a little something to chew at the end mm-hmm. besides this heavy um, theme that so many creative Americans can relate to and have to sleep on. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So I think at the end of this, we're basically both recommending Carrie's doing great. Yeah, it's not like the best short I've ever watched on Alter. But as you said, it held our attention for about 16 and a half minutes. It was a good time. And it gave us some things to chew over and have a discussion about. Yeah, so I I would recommend this one. I think if for anything at all, women in STEM, and that's a really cool thing that we don't see very often for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if anything else, check out some really good casting, um, seeing women code, another cool thing. And um, yeah, I got no bad things to say. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, Zero, if people want to chat a bit more about Carrie's doing great or connect with you on any of your other creative ventures, how would they get in touch? Y'all can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Letterboxd at IDKGravity. Um, And if you aren't sick of my voice right now, you can hear me yap a little bit more over at my podcast at Blurdy Massacre. There we go. Yes. And if folks want to get in touch with me, I can be reached at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, we will thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the Alter Tapes. Got our own little dedicated feed over here. There's like, I think, 10 or 12 of us doing this on the weekly. So, you know, make sure that you're subscribing, rating. It'd be nice if we could maybe get a little bit more exposure for these horror shorts because they're worth your time. They're, they're a good time each week. So I hope people are checking them out. Scream Pod Squad.